Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Hey everyone, John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends 
over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome, everybody, to another Raw recap here on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. I am your host, John Roca. Yes, you are. This was in Los Angeles. Yes, it was. My co-host right here, Ryan Satin, the CEO of the Pro Wrestling Sheet, got to go. And yes, while I, I was at home dreaming about Alexa Bliss, <laughs> I was not allowed to go and see this. I you a, weren't allowed to go. I had to watch it on TV. I wasn't asked to go. How about that? It's even worse. I only had uh, one ticket, and my girlfriend wanted it. So. Erica, give me some love, Erica. Come on. Um, anyway, uh, you were there last night. We're going to talk about it all. I have to say... This is one of my favorite Raws that I've seen in quite some time. Stellar episode How of did Raw. you feel being there? Oh, I loved it. Stellar yeah. episode of Raw. It was nice to uh, be there live when it was, like, pumping again. When, yeah. it, when, it, when it felt like a good episode of Raw. There wasn't, like, a lot to complain about. I'm sure we'll nitpick a few things here and there. Sure, but, sure. but overall, yeah, killer show. I mean, even in the car ride home, I kept saying, like, man, that was a really good episode of Raw. Mm. That was good. And I, I, for a while, I was sitting there thinking, like, I was I was sitting there thinking for a while. Is this just because I'm here live yeah, that I'm enjoying it? Every time you go, you have to question whether is it because am I caught up in the fervor? <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah, because I was like, man, I, I mean, it's always fun to be there live. Sure. You see the little kids marking out for Roman Reigns. You see, uh, you know, people booing Bailey while also cheering Bailey. Yeah. You see, you just see everything. You're part of it. It's great. You're you're amongst the WWE universe. So yeah, I didn't know if I was just caught up in the excitement of it all. But by the end of it, I was like, no, that was just a that was just a generally good show. I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I felt the same way too watching it. For from my home. I felt the same way watching. It was a lot of fun. Good stuff. We started out with uh, Elias uh, doing the guitar thing. And this became a running gag that was that was paid off way at the end of Raw. But Rollins comes out and hits Elias in the back of the head with the steel chair. Says anybody who's going to be a special guest referee is going to get this treatment. This is an interesting move. Kind of a pseudo heel move a little bit. But because everyone loves Rollins and he's a face right now, they're cheering him on doing this because they know Corbin's trying to screw him over. And that's why he's getting away with this. Miz comes out and they uh, he does his finisher on Elias. Then Lashley comes out and does his finisher. Then Cesaro comes out and spins him around. Uh, Ricochet comes out, does the double knees to the face. And then Strowman comes out finally to do a running power slam on him. So Elias took all this just to be part of the show and then was rolled out of the ring and a five-man tag a uh, five-man match happened to see who'd be the number one contender for the u.s championship this was a fantastic intro and then great match as well yeah absolutely uh, during the commercial break before the match started uh they <laughs> you could see in the darkness cesaro and lashley were having like a push-up contest <laughs> they were just on the side on the ring side uh, they were ringside while everyone was beating up uh elias or once it went to commercial and they were just face to face doing a push-up contest wow. so that, that was kind of fun and yeah uh very fun match i i enjoyed the opening too i yeah. think the opening uh for the most part, I enjoyed all the Seth Rollins attacks except for one of them, but we'll get to that. Yeah. And uh, but the opening itself, the Elias stuff, the everyone beating him up, the leading into the five way match, I thought was all really well done. I enjoyed it. Uh, everyone in the crowd was pumped on all of it. Everyone, everyone likes seeing Elias get beat up. Yeah. So so that was fun. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed all of it. And, yeah. 
No, and it worked for L.A. because that's how you want to start with a performer in the spotlight. It gets you kind of in that place. And sometimes people hate singer-songwriters, so beating them up seemed like the right thing to do at that moment. Especially in L.A., you can throw a stone and hit 10 of them before the stone hits the ground. <laughs> uh, you, you saw this. Uh, this was a fantastic match. I mean, it was highlighted from great, some great spots. Cesaro picking up Strowman that like that. That was insane. I mean, that, that without any, like, real help, you know, with Hulk and, with Hulk and Andre. Andre jumped into Hulk's arms you can see that clearly but this was a full-on pickup bench it shows you how strong which is the legend of cesaro that cesaro really is you know that was fantastic yeah, he, you know the the cesaro thing i i do not understand how he has not been in the main event scene yet just yeah. as a singles guy you go you look at the way he is with small guys and how impressive he is yeah. being the base for them and then being able to do all their flips off of him and, and do their thing and and put on these awesome matches ricochet ray mysterio all, all those guys mm -hmm. um and and i'm sure you could have more with all the rest of the small wrestlers if, if given the opportunity and then on the flip side of it you have a guy who's so buff yeah. who's so imposing who can also pick up guys that size that's crazy i mean mm -hmm. we've seen him do in the past obviously sure. but but i really oh, man i hope this is the time that he can kind of like ascend to the to the next level and i know that he didn't he didn't win this match yeah uh but i i really hope that, that he's on the verge of that and it looks like they're trying again and yeah. I, I i am for it because i really do think that he has everything it takes to to, to get to that level yeah yeah well, maybe some tweaks on the character we'll see if that's the it, that's the, the what needs to happen this tweak they've been doing right now and they haven't gone hard on it on tv but it's been more of like an yeah. internet thing of where there, I feel like it's very much of like ex, um, uh, accentuating the positives, mm -hmm. and, and they're they're instead of trying to make him do these long promos on the internet, yeah. it's these things where he's doing like the one word thing, where he gives them one question, and then he like gives like a one word answer, and he's like bye, and he leaves, and it's funny, it's right. it's it's, it's it's entertaining enough. He doesn't have to memorize these long promos that that don't feel natural to him. It's him just kind of being a dick walking away yeah I, I i like it um i think it is a nice tweak on his character i don't know obviously if you can be a main eventer who doesn't talk all the time that's a little right. more difficult um but i really think that he's on the verge of, of maybe being there again this was a cool moment I, yep. I really really like this um also during the break of the match it was weird the way this worked out so when ricochet lashley and cesaro pinned uh stroman right. yeah um the three of them all kind of like piled on top of him and 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 that's how Strowman was eliminated from the match and then it was left to uh Ricochet and Miz. Right. Uh it was so weird. I you know, I've been to a lot of WWE shows in my life and I don't recall it being a thing in the past and maybe it's just been a while but I, I don't know but I don't recall it being a thing where during the commercial break they just stopped wrestling. Oh. That's not a thing that you've ever really seen, right? I, I don't recall when I've gone to live events that they stop wrestling during the break. It's weird. It was weird. They, like, they, you know how, like, Strowman threw yeah. Ricochet out of the ring or whatever? They, like, huddled around him. They were kind of, like, huddling around Miz. And then, like, instead of it just being, like, a thing where, like, they regained their composure, got back, they, they, instead of that, the they got on the microphone. It was said over the the microphone that that the two performers in the match are being allowed a two minute break. Oh wow! Which I've never seen oh. when I've gone to a wrestling show. Interesting. And I was wondering, like, are they worried one of them's injured, maybe or something? Maybe it's something new they're instituting in these house shows to give them a little bit of a break, uh, so that they don't get injured during the um, commercial commercial break or. 
uh, that they give him a break because maybe there's issues with injuries, the rash of injuries that happen with wrestlers. I'd like to hear from you guys, you know, yeah. who were watching this or listening, who have been to recent live mm. events. I've been, I'm wondering if that's been like a thing yeah, that they've been recall. doing more and more because I haven't really seen it on social media. But mm. I was, I thought it was interesting because it happened a couple times uh, throughout the yeah. show, and I'll, I'll bring them up some of the other ones. But uh, cool. it was, it was, it was weird to me how they did that. Um, it, to me, it's just kind of like killed the flow of the match you know you're watching okay. this match and, yeah, it's, yeah. and then like it gets down to the final two and they're like okay break time and you're like wait what this is what, <laughs> wait, what? we're watching a match right now you yeah. know and it really kind of like i don't know it really to me ruined the flow of things okay every time they did it okay. um and i'll bring it up in in the other times as well because mm-hmm. i just had never really witnessed this at WWE shows to, to my recollection yeah um so yeah, that was interesting. But um, what do you think about about Ricochet being the one to win? I was pretty surprised by that. I was too. Uh, but as soon as it was between him and Miz, I would have been shocked if Miz got it too. That's why I was in this weird place of like, <coughs> I was surprised that it was uh, Ricochet and Miz at the end, um, especially with the way Strowman was eliminating people. But I like the twist that you mentioned that he got eliminated by the people and then just took it out on everybody. Um, but we got to see Miz and Ricochet do their thing, which is great. Yep. I mean, Miz can really work with anybody. And it's weird seeing him do springboards now. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. It's, it's interesting. Especially a springboard axe handle. Yeah. It's not the most exciting thing to do off of a springboard. Well, I love that the I love the plant he did where Ricochet went uh, you know, over himself on that. Yeah, that was goes, awesome. That was a fantastic flip that yeah. he did on that. The DDT really sells it. But Ricochet ended up being a miss. I guess this is the push. They've been moving Ricochet through. Like, okay, we're going to have you trade losses with Cesaro. But it's just to kind of build you up and get you on TV. And then we're going to give you the shot here at Joe. I'm not excited by a Ricochet-Joe match. I'm not. I don't know if Joe is going to slow the match down so we won't enjoy what Ricochet can do in the ring. That's my concern, right? I think Joe working with Ray, I've seen that work. My concern is Ricochet in the ring with Joe is a bigger guy. So there's a, a little, and he has to do all this high-flying stuff as part of his thing. So we'll see. This will be an interesting clash of styles between Joe and Ricochet. And, and Joe does attack Ricochet at the end there, give you a little preview, and Ricochet gets the better of him as they separate from each other, one in the ring, one on the ramp, walking back up. So... Uh, we'll see. This is all, and and we should say this, this is a, a send off show for for uh, stomping grounds happening this Sunday. Yeah, I. Uh, it's interesting. You and I had talked about a three way recently, a yeah. possible three way, yeah. and I actually thought for sure Samoa Joe was going to run in. Oh, and interfere and interfere, yeah. and it was going to turn into a three way at the pay per view. Um, my guess is the reason they went with Ricochet. Yeah. Instead of a program with Miz, because they had already planted the seeds for a Miz program with right. the maybe I'll, maybe I'll go after your family thing. Um, I think they kind of want to pin that to explore that in um, a bigger paper, a bi- just, yeah, in a bigger yeah, way yeah. down the line. Since stomping grounds are Sunday, you right. know, and that there's much more meat on that bone, you know, to 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 chew on. So I think that. They get they do the ricochet thing and you know I listened to an interview that Rey Mysterio did with mm. Wrestling Inc and he said that he's looking to be back that he's likely going to be back in action at, by the end of the month oh wow or early July okay so um, my guess is that this is just kind of like to make sure Samoa yeah. Joe's doing something filling on the event, time filling yeah, yeah, yeah. time and not uh, a long program they intend to do with Ricochet right um, you know in the interview. With Rey Mysterio, he talked about his son mm. and the the possibility of his son signing with WWE, and you know that basically, to me, it sounds like as, as much as this has been prolonged, the intention of this feud is to do something yeah. with Dominic, and that's yeah. why they've shown Dominic so much because he was talking in the interview about how uh, when he came back, 
his the Vince and Triple H were very aware of the fact that Dominic had started training. Right. And then when they started the feud with uh, with Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. they came to him and they said, is Dominic ready yet? Right. And he said, well, I don't think he's 100% ready to, like, be putting on matches and stuff yet. Right. But he's very, very, very close. Mm. And then he said shortly after that, they asked, they, they had him bring Dominic on the road. So now yeah. Dominic's on the road traveling with Rey Mysterio everywhere and driving him everywhere. Right. And, and they're basically, you know, traveling partners now. Uh, and Dominic's all over with him. Right. And so, to me... Those pieces together, they're, 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 this is the plan to bring. The plan is to yeah. do something with Dominic, and that right. it just keeps getting messed up by these minor injuries or yeah. whatever along the way. And so, um, <laughs> I, I, I think that the Ricochet thing has to just be a, a quick placeholder. Yeah, that makes sense uh, on all kinds of levels. And who knows what Miz's interaction is going to be, or in, uh, interference, or role is going to be here in uh, Stomping Ground. So we'll see how that plays out. I'd love it if Alistair Black showed up out of nowhere and this is a triple threat match. I want to fight somebody. And then throw, throws himself into the ring. We'll see. <coughs> All right, let's move on to Becky Lynch. She comes out, does her promo, talks a little smack talk about Lacey, saying that, you know, um, just calls her out immediately within the first few seconds of the promo. Uh, talks all the stuff about how, you know, this woman and this kind of jazz. Then Lacey comes out saying, talking about how, you know, it's disgusting that she has to be here and talk to her and that she's not a real lady. And then um, Becky kind of undercuts her promo by foreshadowing what... Uh, Lacey's about to say by being like, is this the point where you talk, we talk on our heartstrings and talk about your story? And sure enough, Lacey just goes right into her story about being a Marine. And then Becky tries to save it by saying, like, oh, uh, that's why I don't, uh, everyone knows your story. I don't understand why you do the things you do. And then Becky turns the table on Lacey and sucker punches her and then explodes her over her back and then walks out of the ring with the belt and the hat. This is an this was interesting because I thought Lacey really held her own here with the promo back forth with uh, Becky. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the, the, the more and more she's been on TV, the more confident she has seen, mm-hmm. even though people uh, like to diss on her. I, I've enjoyed their, their, their feud with each other for the most part. Um, the crowd was super into it. I'm sure. The crowd was popping big for everything Becky was doing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think they're clicking. I think everything's working with it. I don't think there was like... You know, anything too uh, out of the ordinary or, you know, anything that was like this major uh, you know, thing that blew me away or anything like that. But it was fun. They also, you know, it, I, it's funny. Sometimes when you're there live, you can't tell what's commercial break and what's oh, yeah. for the home audience or whatever. And I didn't, right after this, they announced that there was going to be uh, a hardcore match between, at the, at, in the main event between, well... I forget what they call fault. I, I for, they don't. They okay. didn't say hardcore match. I forget the exact rule they use, but okay. or the exact wording ever. Whatever street fight. That's what oh, it was. Street it was street fight. fight. Um, and uh, that's going to be, be the main fight? event. Becky versus Lacey at Zombie Grounds is going to be a street fight. No, they just said tonight's main event: Becky versus Lacey. So we thought it was the TV show. So we'll get to obviously Seth versus Brian later. Yeah. But my girlfriend and I, we were like confused. We we thought they said it was the main event. So when Seth versus Brian was like yeah. going towards the end of the show. We were like, "What is? When's this main event going to be? Right. Like, did they just cut that from the show at the last second? Like, what's the deal?" Right. Um, and then that happened as the dark match afterwards, and I was like, "Oh, it was the dark main event. They only said that to us." Wow. Like, but it was a fun match. They they wrestled the main event too after the show. The really? dark match. Yeah, it was a good match. It was Becky a fun match. Lace. Yeah, a lot of kendo Street stick fight. action. What? Yeah, a lot of kendo stick action. <laughs> wow. Um, it was a fun match. It was All a good right. one. Yeah, All it was right, a good cool. one. Uh, Becky ended up winning. Um, there's another interesting thing that happened during the break here that I thought I think is actually more interesting okay. than this uh, Becky Lynch promo. And th- so they've been doing these like it seems like ever since they've been wanting to get more ratings on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they want more ratings on the show, but when the ratings dipped a little bit, they kind of uh, 
they stopped posting as many clips on Twitter mm-hmm. from what was happening during oh, yeah, Raw. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. you could, like, check up on the whole show pretty much on their Twitter feed for a, while, for a long time. Uh, they kind of stopped doing that. They've pulled back on that a little bit. But they still need to post things on social media to keep right. their presence. So what they've been doing is they've been filming things during the commercial breaks mm-hmm. uh, and then posting those later on social media or sometimes during the show um, to have more content that's going out still. Right, still right. videos that are going to catch fire on social media, but not necessarily things that aired during the show. Right. Um, and then same like with YouTube. They've been posting stuff like after the show on YouTube as opposed to like right when it happened. Like yeah. they were doing. So that way you kind of like have to watch the show a little bit. And so one of the things they filmed last night, and I haven't seen it hit social media yet, which I found okay. interesting, um, but was a program uh, with a, excuse me, it was a promo yeah. from Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan came oh. out. She still had the Riot Squad music. She still had the Riot Squad logo and everything. And she basically came out kind of promo saying like, you know, you all know me from the Riot Squad and you all think I'm just part of the Riot Squad, but I'm much more than that. Mm. Um, and said something along the lines of like, I'm like uh, a real Viking uh, and I plan to raid the women's division. And I was like, wait a second, what? And, and we had kind of said it'd be a good idea yeah. to throw her in there and them to not necessarily be for her to be a manager, but for her them to be like, you know, a, a faction yeah. almost that has a woman in it that's also a Viking. Uh, and they're married, so, and, you know, so that's perfect. Her yeah. and Raymond Rowe. So, uh, or excuse me, uh, Eric, he's Eric, right? Yeah, Eric. He's Eric. Now, Ivar, Ivar's Hansen. Yeah. Uh, so her and Eric are married. And so, yeah, I, 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 I love that idea. I hope that's where they're going with this. I saw in a main event, she had like a, she, when she came out for an entrance, she had like a, a, a fur type thing that yeah. she was using to like yeah. a wolf's fur kind of a thing. Ooh, all right. It's certainly possible there. You like that idea? I do like it. Yeah. I think she'd fit perfectly because it'd be like them, what they messed up with sanity, they're going to get right with the Viking Raiders. Good point. Like. It seems like that's yeah, the correlation there. Um, yeah, the revival back there with Shane enjoying themselves. Cole calls them friends. Yeah, yeah they're getting closer to the I, stable then. I'm telling you, this is a stable. But they keep saying friends. Uh, Corbin does a promo. And I lo- by the way, in this, this group thing, that was kind of like a thing throughout the night. Yeah. The revival... We're so great. Yeah. The revival in full, like, 80s champion mode, heel champion mode, where the shirts the, tucked in. The shirts tucked in, the nice shirts, and then holding the belt here, you know, like in their arms and wearing the, like, old Miami Vice sunglasses kind of a thing and drinking champagne and stuff. I, we're great. And the part we'll get, we'll, we'll get to that part later, I guess. But, yeah. but yeah, this was great. I loved all these segments. They're like actually. Arn and Tully. They were like Arn and Tully back in the Horseman days. And it's funny, too, because when I, when I saw them doing that segment, uh, I've only sat ring, I've only sat courtside once for uh, a Lakers game oh, yeah. with Jamie because he, his family has tickets. And I saw where the segment was being filmed and I was like, hey, isn't that? the like the lounge for people who have courtside seats because it's 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 right in the cut like yeah. well you saw later where roman went running but yeah. it's right in the cut like there's like a entrance and if you have season tickets or whatever or courtside seats you can go in that area and get food or whatever and one time the one time i went there with jamie we went back there and you for basketball games there's a giant spread like so much food you can get alcohol yeah. it's all it's all come it's all part of it and i went back there and i said well jamie can we bring this because i said jamie, can we bring this to uh this our seats because you know like it's a yeah. basketball game i figure you can like eat at your seat and he's like, yeah, yeah, totally. And I don't think he was really listening to me. Yeah. And because I've been to baseball games too, like where I had the the oh, dug- yeah. you know where, where you're right behind the oh, dugout and they have like the what's it called the owners lounge yep. or whatever and buffet and you take it and you sit out there and you watch the game. So <laughs> I assumed it was like that because I was like the baller, you're courtside, you know. And then like I got a whole plate of stuff 
and I went out to the door to like leave with Jamie, and the guy was like, "Oh, dude." You can't take that out to the court. You have to eat that in here. And I, like, looked, I had like a plate of roast beef and mashed potatoes and all this stuff. And I looked at Jamie I'm like, Jamie, you said we could take this to the court because Jamie's yeah. been there a million times. And he was like, oh, my bad. I, I didn't. My bad. And I was just like, man, so I had to like sit there and like, and like fucking scarf down a bunch of roast beef before I went out of the court. There's also a smoking section in there, which is crazy. Have you been there before? Yeah. It's crazy. One time. One time. It's crazy how there's a smoking. There's no smoking sections in L.A. Nope. Like indoors. You can't smoke indoors. And I like cigarettes. And there's literally just like in the. It, Downstairs in the, in the for the rich people area, yeah. there's like a part of that room where you can just smoke cigarettes. All good. Don't have to go outside with the common folk. It's the craziest thing. I remember when I went there, I was like, "That's crazy! I can't yeah. believe there's a place in LA with people working that you can smoke cigarettes inside." Um, Being rich is stressful. I know. They don't smoke. <laughs> they don't want to smoke with the common folk. Not for the common folk. No, but they gotta smoke. They gotta smoke still. And so when I saw, it, I was like, "Oh, isn't that in there?" But I didn't expect them to kind of play off of how close right. that is. So right. I loved it later in the show. Yeah. Um, when that happened, but. In general, yeah, I loved all these segments. Yeah, yeah, they were really great. Uh, we had Corbin doing a promo after that, and he gets attacked by Rollins with the steel chair. Uh, so he's just he's just laying waste to everybody uh, and whispers into his ear. Then Daniel, Brian, and Eric Rowan come out. Uh, this is a wild card thing, I guess. They come out, do their promo, talk about uh, uh, how uh, – I think he talks about how Rollins has never beaten them or whatever. He talks about this kind of stuff. And then this, uh, the Viking Raiders interrupt them immediately. I did like – that Daniel Bryan said the Los Angeles full of ignorant and impotent people. So good. It was so funny. Uh, he said something. Yeah, he said something about LeBron, too, or no? Uh, everyone said something. Was jo- everyone was bashing LeBron. LeBron. He said something. LeBron can buy and sell every one of what those What did he people. say about impotent? Because I remember I laughed. Yeah, he, said, he, said they're, he said they're ignorant and impotent people. That's <laughs> a L.A. people. That's what he said. He, he also off. said, like, when you, once I get through all the smog in L.A. Or yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of, like, the smoke or through the smoke, I laughed. Yeah, I all loved it. it. was good. Daniel Bryan's great. I love the stare down between him and the Viking experience. Yeah. Is Viking a, Raiders. Is this a tease of something down the I road? Mean, the last time that happened was with Heavy Machinery, yeah. and they're kind of in a feud with a minor little mini feud with them right yeah. now. So I'm assuming that's going to be the case. I love to see uh, Heavy Machinery versus Viking. Viking Raiders. Me too. Uh, again. Me too. Again, because we saw it in NXT when they went at it. So it'd be nice to see it on the main roster. But this is interesting because they walked him out. They, they came out like right as the promo was sort of ending. Here come the Viking Raiders. They have a stare down. And the Viking Raiders come down and do a squash match, which I don't understand why. Again, they're already established. We, yeah. don't, we haven't seen them in weeks. We mentioned that last week. So to see him come back in a squash match, I was like, Meh. I kind of feel the same way. And, I, and you know me, you I like squash okay. matches. I don't mind squash matches you as much. You don't, usually, yeah. Uh, but and maybe it's because this is the one I was there live, but I was like, oh, cool. They're mm-hmm. back. We're finally going to get to see them wrestle. Yeah. Oh, never mind. We're just going to see them do a few moves and then walk out, you know? Right. Um, I, get, I, mean, I also understand that you need to establish talent. I mean, they haven't been that established. They came in, they wrestled like twice, and then they were made fun of during one of them because of the name. Right. So, I, I mean, I kind of get it, you know. But I think it also establishes that the tag team division is not strong. That's true. Because, I mean, if, if it was, you could have a mid-card tag team just come up and have a good match with them, really put them over in terms of, like, how vicious and, and uh, strong they are, and then roll on to the next thing. But you would a squash match. I don't think it solves anything. And WWE tweeting about it saying, the Viking Raiders showing you the best that they are. I'm like, not against this competition. They're not. What are you talking about? Uh, so it was just a little frustrating to see that because I want to see them actually wrestle and go back and forth and yeah. have a, a thing. Um, yeah, totally. Absolutely. No, I, I completely agree. I definitely yeah. think that it um, shines a light on the weakness of yeah. their tag division right now. Yeah. I, absolutely. It's just, it's just the fact that they have 
Um, not as many over teams as as they'd like to have, considering there's two tag yeah. team belts yeah. uh, just for the men. Uh, so, yeah, I completely agree with you. But I did enjoy seeing Ryan Taylor on the show. He's a local wrestler. Oh, nice. Uh, he was one of okay. the guys in that match. So it was cool seeing him cool. there during the show. I liked it. Cool. All right. Respect on that. Well, uh, watching ringside was uh, George Washington R-Truth that, and oh my God, that Charlie me. Carmella Chaplin. That was so funny to see them panning. It was brilliant the way they did on TV. They panned the camera right past them and then and then move right back to them and you saw them and Carmella perfect I mean so funny I, the hat covering our truth and then running out of there I happened to be looking at the screen while they were doing that and my girlfriend wasn't and I was like oh my god and she was like what and I said, just look and I, I was like I think you might have missed it though and then she's like look and that's when they did the pan back yeah. and her face you're right her face was uh, classic I, I was laughing so hard um, you know I would have liked to have seen a little more actual yes. the 24 yes. 7 stuff agreed. last agreed. night as was just the chasing around yeah since they had made such a big deal about the blue case last week yes. and stuff. oh it's a great point yeah so i was a little i was a little confused to why they didn't play off of that they didn't yeah, go back there was to only that one at all scene. There was only they one didn't scene. show gender at all looking nope. for him after he was the yeah. one looking for the blue case they set up the whole blue case thing and then completely abandoned it over the weekend it did. um but still that mo- that that whole part Killed me. I was cracking up. The video that R Truth posted where he's inside the case flicking the lighter. So good. If you haven't seen that video, it's 50 seconds. It's a great 50 seconds. You'll laugh. I posted it on the site, and and normally I don't post something like just like 50 second video if like it's not newsworthy yeah, I guess. Yeah. but that one i was just i couldn't stop laughing when he was like was saying how he you know his phone was about to die but he put in 50 hashtags yeah. you know and then like using one of those long lighters while stuck inside i was it was great it was so it good was brilliant. that's why i was bummed there was no blue case action right right why was titus o'neill under the ring are we ever going to find that out oh for <laughs> they dragged him out of the he was under the ring maybe oh, you was- didn't see they they posted a clip oh on twitter today or last oh, night, of, of him where he was already under the ring. He when, was waiting when for him? He was waiting for <laughs> Truth. And so when he was waiting for Truth, and then he pinned, he tried to pin Truth, but Truth got out, okay. and then they pulled. And then they dragged him out. out. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. You see, this thing, I know we bashed it when it first came out the first week, but our truth is the perfect person to make it yeah. work with Carmella. By the way, Carmella is becoming one of the best performers they have on their roster. You have to say this. She rolls with whatever they give her. She makes it work, and she is an essential part of this R-Truth thing. Having her supporting him, protecting him, and what have you, it, it has a good balance to this whole thing. And she's going to break that intergender barrier in WWE when she pins R-Truth. Yes, she, she becomes the first R-Truth. female 24-7 champion, and then women are thrown in there, too. Uh, another thing would be a game changer. A possible angle would be that R-Truth doesn't want to lose the belt to anybody else and goes, just pin me, and like lets her pin him to give her the belt so he doesn't have to deal with it anymore, or he wasn't, <laughs> like it goes to the right hands or something. That would be brilliant. If I like he hurts that. himself or something. I like that. Um, all right, so uh, who we have back? Uh, 3MB is back there. Uh, what did you think of this? Heartbreaking. Yeah. Because, you know, old school 3MB fan, you know? Yeah. I know gender wasn't there, so it wasn't full 3MB. Yeah, it wasn't gender there. Is it a wild card thing that gender wasn't there? No, I just... he's a SmackDown guy, right? They're just... They know Heath Slater is good at, at okay. garnering sympathy, you right, know, right. from the crowd. I think that pe- the, the people love Heath Slater, yeah. you know? So when he goes out there, and it's not the jokey, I've got kids, but it's like the, hey, man, I really do have kids. And yeah. you know, he's really good at getting that, at, at playing that sympathy card. And, he is. And everyone... It, that it shirt hits. still sells. It still does, That yeah. shirt is still there. 
So um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good use of, of Heath Slater. I thought that it was a good use of all the other guys yeah. where, where Revival were just laughing at Heath Slater like total bullies. You had uh, Shane just being such a prick, uh, yeah. just like the total prick boss. Um, and then Drew McIntyre, you think, is going to have – even though oh. you saw Shane do the little like – yeah. Go go handle this type thing. You thought he was gonna have a little bit of sympathy and not do it, and then he like when he drops the money. As soon as he dropped the money, I was like, oh no. Me too. It was like a movie <laughs> moment where you're like, oh no, don't do it, Drew. Like no, you know. And I, I, it was me too. Right when he dropped the money, it was like, oh, not three MB, two brute, you know, like. And so uh, I uh, I was, but the best part of that segment, yeah. Drew attacking yeah. Heath and slamming his head into the door sometimes just made him seem like such a ruthless yes. asshole. Honestly, if they are going to make a little stable out of this, I'm all for it. Because yeah. these four do cl- clash well. Um, I like the things that Shane yells at Drew McIntyre sometimes. Yeah. Where he's like, you're intense, dude. You're you know? crazy, dude. You're crazy, dude. You know? yeah. uh, and so um, I like that. But, but the standout moment of this segment was when Revival came running out after he beat up Keith Slater. When Drew McIntyre wasn't looking, they grabbed the money that he had dropped <laughs> on the floor. And Scott Dawson put it in his pocket and then continued to break them up. That killed me. Yeah. It was such a like, uh, uh, like a, such a little thing, but the little things matter sometimes, and that to me made this whole segment amazing. This might be working now finally for both Revival and McIntyre. Remember, we had spoken a few weeks ago that McIntyre had kind of lost his push or his momentum here. We weren't sure if being attached to Shame was the way to go because the fans seemed like they were turning Shame. But whatever they've done in the last two or three weeks has really started to work now, and it's not coincidental that it's Shane out of the ring. That's what works. Have him be the pseudo like manager or, or Vince of this whole situation. Let them all do the fighting in the ring and do whatever. It works so much better. And the revival now have something to do and play with and get pushed forward. And I like that idea. And they get those little moments like picking up the money stuff that really pushes the character and lets people like them. I was gonna say the same thing that you know Shane McMahon. It's not so much that people don't like Shane McMahon right now. It's that mm. people don't like awesome talent being used to get Shane McMahon. Over, yes, but I think Shane McMahon using his skills to help other talent get over that's what you're supposed to do, precisely, right? Yes, that's what brings money into the business, correct? Not selling Shane shirts. People don't want to see Shane wrestle Roman Reigns, people want to see other people wrestle right. Roman Reigns. So, like, I, I don't necessarily know if Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns is something they should continually keep going down. I think it should end very soon. Mm. Um, and and this heel. Stable could move on to other people yeah. or, or something, you know, New Day or, or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. So, I I, uh, I I think that, yeah, this is the best way to use Shane is to him, for him to get other people over, yeah, not yeah, in yeah. the ring. Well, we saw, Kay, we saw Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn walking to the ring before this whole thing happened. We see they're going to do the KO and Sami was, Zayn show. Was that promo on TV at all? Yeah, the promo of them. Well, the promo in the back as they're walking towards the ring. But them talking about how much they hate L.A.? No, Sammy, that was, yeah. it was pretty fun during, uh, uh, during the commercial break. They, uh, Sammy got on the mic and was saying, like, you know, um, you know, many of you guys might not know this, but you know, Sam, but but Kevin and I, we really got our big break here in Los Angeles, down in Reseda. He didn't say PWG, but that's what no. he's talking about, obviously, and saying that like how much he used to love coming to Los Angeles and how it was something he looked forward to when he was coming to those shows, um, but now. It's something he absolutely dreads coming to Los Angeles. He hates Los Angeles. It's the worst. <laughs> and he was just bashing L.A. And it was great. I was cracking up. And um, I-, I loved it. I was yeah. cracking up. And then uh, 
while he's in the middle of bashing L.A., he got cut off. Yeah. Uh, well, it was on. It was, you didn't see this, but he got <coughs> cut off during the right mm-hmm. as he's bashing L.A. And I forget what the package was on TV, but they had something else. What, where are we? No, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they they had something that they cut to, and he was like, and everyone just was so mad because everyone, even though they were booing him, everyone was like super into it. Yeah. Um, and then they finally came back, and they, when they, they came, came back, he's like, "You messed it up! You messed this all up!" There, whatever they said, the person's name, and then they go into the whole promo about uh, Rollins and about the guest referee stuff. Then they they call out Baron Corbin to come out and and uh, talk about it, um, and they announce that EC3 is the special guest referee. I guess he's doing something. He comes out. He immediately gets attacked by Rollins, knocked out by the chair. It was definitely one of those ones like, oh, cool, EC3. Oh, yeah, man, sorry, exactly. EC3. Yeah. <laughs> he's a new he, – He's him and Heath Slater are essentially the same kind of situation right now. Which is and Eric Young, who we'll get to. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Then New Day comes out, and they, uh, you know, lay the the, car, uh, the jacket over EC3 as a way of saying he's dead. Then then, then they go at it. Then go at each other in a promo off with Kofi and – uh, leading this thing, going at Kevin Owens and Owens saying, I'm going to take that belt from you if Ziggler doesn't get the job done on Sunday. So that is still going. This whole feud is still going. And then they pick up EC3 and they use EC3 like Weekend of Bernie's to do a six, to set up a six man tag match between them, Corbin and KO and Zayn versus New Day, uh, which will be up in a little bit. But then we get a promo. Uh, in the back, a shot of in the uh, back with the Bullet Club and AJ saying he wants to see the old school Gallows and Anderson. I okay. Well, hold on. Let's talk about the first thing. Okay. Let's talk about the first one. Okay. Uh, th- that segment. The weekend Bernie's thing was funny. Great. Yeah, I was cracking up. I, I enjoyed it all. I was laughing at the whole thing. Um, I liked you know Ko and Sammy not wanting to be guest referee to kind of you know you know not have another thing where Seth Rollins comes out and attacks yeah. them, but then he still came out and attacked DC3. <laughs> yeah. um, New Day was used well. Um, they were fun. So I was pumped to see New Day, so yeah. I'm not going to SmackDown tonight. Uh, it was. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this whole segment. The Bullet Club thing, uh, I was like pumped. I, well, if it's the start of an actual push for Gallows and Anderson, like I'll be happy. Because right now, Finn is also kind of just, like, there. Yeah. He doesn't really have anything to, like, sink his teeth into. I, yeah. If they could just do the actual club, it would be so over. Like, mm-hmm. if people would love it. If they could do, like, act the actual club in WWE, they could set up the club versus New Day. Mm-hmm. They could set up the club versus the Bloodline. They could set up the club versus this new Shane McMahon heel stable. Like, yeah. these are things people would want to watch, you know? I mean, like, I, I would love to see Finn... Gallows and Anderson versus New Day yeah. in like an actual program, whatever. I just think that this could be the start of something. Yeah. And if it was just to like bury these guys before they leave, bummer. But it yeah. seemed to be more than that. You know, they they came out in this stupid jack, you know, the the doctor's jacket thing again, and then yeah. you know AJ yelled at them, like you know, gotta take it seriously. And, oh, we're gonna take it seriously, um, and then they lost. Yep. Uh, which I guess I'm jumping ahead. But. No, that's all right. We'll get to that. But this is this is uh, interesting all around with how this is going to go down with Gallows and Anderson because you're right. Is this uh, a way of sending them forward or is this a way of having them lose and then you're just going to bury them and be done with it and that's what you worry about here? I was almost wondering – I was almost worried slash wondering – if they were going to break them up. Yeah. Because in the ring, I don't know if oh, it right, showed on TV, right, right. after they were both looked mad at each other. Yes. 
And I, I was like, oh, man, they're going to break him up right now yeah. to kind of like Gallows so, devalue them on the way Gallows or Anderson who got too aggressive in the situation and cost them the match. I think Gallows. Yeah, Gallows. It was Gallows, and then Anderson was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then even Corey Graves said, oh, Gallows got a little bit too aggressive. Oh, did he? Himself. Yeah, in the commentary. Because I wasn't I was there. They kind of yeah. laid the groundwork of the possibility. I'm wondering if that's where this is going to. Right. But here, here's the bigger question I want to ask you because you brought something up. And I, now let's have this conversation. Yeah, I know you were saying, oh, well, Shane, uh, faction, but I think it's time to bring factions back. Oh, I love factions. Yeah, and I think it's timed, though. And, and WWE has been kind of hesitant about it, but I think it's time to start building factions. A Bullet Club faction would be fantastic. A Vikings Raiders faction would be great. A uh, Shane McMahon faction would be fun. This whole idea of factions, I think, needs to come back to give it a new life. You know, what's old is new again in the WWE all the time. And so if you're going to do that, I think factions work. Let people start to connect with people and enjoy their work. Give them vignettes to do in the back. So there's something for these, this talent that's on this roster that's so full of talent, you've got something for them to do. I feel just like, just like in any time in wrestling, you know, Things have been best when there's two people on top that are, like, awesome. Yeah. You know, like a Rock and Stone Cold or something right, right, like right. that, where they have someone to play off of. You know, John Cena and CM Punk, even. You know, right. something like that, where they have someone, uh, you know, an opposite. You know, the top heel, top face type thing. And and I feel like it's the same with stables. Mm-hmm. Stables aren't as cool if there's just one heel stable running amok. Right. I feel like there's got to be one top heel stable and one top face stables and a few other factions thrown in mm-hmm. there just to kind of like so they all have faction wars and they're all kind of like going against each other i love that shit you know when i was younger dx and yep. the nation and and all that kind of <coughs> stuff there was like a bunch of different you know the best things going on and, and so um, i love it i mm-hmm. love that kind of stuff and so yeah i absolutely think it would be smart to kind of solidify that these are like factions the faction war type thing yep. and i really think that you know having Full Bullet Club, AJ, Gallows and Anderson, and, and Finn. Finn. Not separating Finn from AJ and like <coughs> no, just all they're all wild card. Yeah. They're all just part of the club. You know, I honestly think that it would be huge for WWE, and yeah. I'm shocked that they haven't done it yet this yeah. whole time. And That's so, because it's not their own idea. Yeah, but who cares? Yeah, but I agree with you. You know, I agree but with like, you. But look at the merch. That's the creative, though. They're I like, know. Well, we, you know how Vince it's not is. The creative, it's Vince. Yeah, that's how Vince killed NWO. NWO would have been fantastic in the WWE if he had understood how to use them. And after The Rock, which was the pinnacle of the NWO, them attacking them in the, in the, in the ambulance, that was incredible. It, they never reached those heights again because they didn't know what to do with them. And this is something that big point you because you look at NWO and WCW as well. They, there was never a main face faction. Were there faces? Yes. Sting, DDP, uh, Booker T, people who didn't go into the NWO were fought back. Even Flair, but there wasn't a face. Well, the Horsemen were kind of like they became it once the it, once down the line and, and stuff. Yeah, but by that time it wasn't as you know what I'm saying. And Fair. It was so big. That's the thing. It had gotten too far. Whereas with the corporation, there was something more interesting with the corporation because it was fighting your boss, right? The NWO was never your boss. The well, corporation Eric was, your was boss. the NWO. Yeah, he eventually. So you got did, there. You were fighting your boss. No, he, he was part of the beginning. But not at the beginning. No, no, no. He, he turned a year in. He okay. turned a year into okay. it. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know it was them then when it was bischoff then it was something else right and so that that but like the corporation from the beginning was vince okay and that works so well but i think with this uh, i think factions it's time i think it'd be a great point a heel faction a face faction let's have let's see what happens and give these people something to do dx could want i'm sorry the bullet club could 100 percent or the club could 100 be this generation's dx sure. given the opportunity absolutely no question and not i mean where they should be doing hokey glow stick shit i just mean in terms of like being the cool 
kind of, you know, yeah. pers- the cool group that young people can, can relate to. They already are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the deal with the you, – you posted something about the interview with the road dog Jesse James. And do, you were saying, like, he, he was on an interview and he said, everyone thinks about DX is just Sean and Triple H. It's yes. us too. I, I, don't know, I don't know anyone who thinks that. So a lot of people do think that. That's fascinating He actually me. specifically mentioned Vince in the interview. I didn't want to, like, wow. call him out. But right. he said that, like, there was a time when they were – sometimes when they'd be in meetings and they'd say, like, we got to get DX, call, uh, call HBK. Yeah. And he'd be like – you know, I was in DX. I'm sitting right here. You know, like he'd be in the production meeting. Like, I'm in the I'm room. literally sitting right here. Like you, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so that was one of the kind of things he, he had pointed out. But there are a lot of old school wrestling, not old school, I guess, but early Attitude Era fans who do kind of feel that like that was the better version. I am 100% not of that vein. DX is the road dog, Jesse James, a badass, Billy Gunn, China, uh, uh, Xbox, uh, Xbox, and HBK, Triple H. That's DX. Well, I see... Maybe it's weird, but I don't even consider HBK part of DX during that time period. Wow. Well, he was a part of DX, but to me, there's two DXs. There was the oh. the three person group, or it's four recruit. Right. Um, you oh, know, I forgot about Rick HBK, Rude. Hunter, and and China. Right. And then also, you know, the the right. Billy Gunn, Road Dog, X Pac. That's my favorite Triple version H of Triple H and H China. Of, of DX. Me too, without question. Because Road Dog and Badass is still my favorite tag team. Maybe ever. Maybe. Um, they're, they're definitely ever. in my top three for sure. Yeah. I have their, uh, you know, I have a workout mix. That, their, pro, their song is on my workout mix. Whenever it comes on, I'm always happy to hear the road dog break it down. Yeah, so. I, think, I think the Hardy Boys are my number one. Oh, really? I think Hardy Boys. Okay. Dudley Boys. Oh, the Dudley Boys were great. Yeah. Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys, and then, and then probably the New Age Outlaws. Okay. People are like, oh, you know what? Japanese wrestling, you know, what? name. It's not Japanese. But I love WWE. I'm sorry. That's right. Go with that. Go those, that those, those were mine. Go I loved them. Bullshit. And the outsiders are in there for me, too. They had, a nice, they had a nice little run when they were doing it. I know, I know. No, no, I'm not going to say no to that. No. No, I love the outsiders. I'll just have you know, there's a lot of end of every show. There are NWO shirts all over the place. So, I love it. It'll I, never die. I love the outsiders. Life. I just don't know if I put them in my top three or top five. I don't know. It's tough. I put him in top five. Kick anybody's ass. All right, let's move on to uh, the match that you had uh, spoiled the ending to, but of course people watched already. Um, but you see that this well, the, the, the six man match that was a two out of three falls match, which is called at the beginning of the match by either Corey or Cole, which so I didn't know. Did you guys know? No. Oh wow! I was so okay. So that's where they said <laughs> yeah, it, right? Yeah. I was on the broadcast. So confused. I was like, because <laughs> I was like, I, I thought that I, I. I, I I didn't catch the elimination match. Call, yeah. but my girlfriend said they did say it, and I had seen it they before. Did. And then I had seen it before online. This one, okay, I'm so glad that that's what they said. Cause yeah. I was so confused when the pin happened, and then the match was still going on. I was like, was it an elimination match? Yeah. What's going on here? And that was why I was also confused. I mean, that was another time where they did a break during the commercial. So the pin happened. Yeah. They never said to the live audience, to my recollection, that it was two out of three falls. Oh, so wow. the pin happened. They all stayed there, like, mingling around. Yeah. Um, and then they went to commercial, and Corbin, like, got on the microphone, got out of the ring, got on the microphone, and started, like, kind of promo on the crowd. So I thought it was, like, oh. over. And then, like, after kind of promo, they, then they ran in and they attacked the New Day. They New Day. Yeah. Then they spilled the outside, and then they kind of came back in the ring, and then the show started again. Right. So it was weird to see another break in the middle, kind of, like, yeah. in the... And especially since I didn't know that it was 
two out of three falls without eliminations or the anything like that. didn't say it when he announced everybody. Not that I recall. Okay. All right. Maybe I missed it, but I was very confused. Okay. All right. Well, it was good to see Big E getting some extended action. Oh, yeah. That was nice to see him. It looks like he hasn't missed a step. Just like good. SmackDown. They, him yep. and Xavier Woods looked like they were ready to kind of like get back into action. Yeah, yeah. It was good to see them all going. But this was a fun match, and I liked the way it turned. With uh, with the Corbin hitting Zayn on accident, and then KO getting pissed and getting in Corbin's face, and Corbin pushed KO and KO doing the kick, and then they both walk out of the ring to leave Kofi there to do to finish off uh, 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 Corbin there for the pin. So I like I don't know what that means, but I liked it. It means that for me, I took it as KO and Zayn are basically their own thing. Yeah. They're going to go either way that they're going to go, but they're together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. they're together. Yeah, me, I, I'm glad they're back together. Although. I feel like it's kind of like it's interesting to see them back together and the and the mm-hmm. spotlight kind of be on Sammy now as opposed to Kevin. Uh, <coughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I liked it. Thought it was good, good match, solid altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it had that confusing uh, middle part. Yeah, uh, yeah, Corbin's growing on me. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, I told you weeks ago. It's working. But the thing with this, um, I hear your point, man. Your quiet, subtle point. I wonder if pairing him with KO. For lack of a better word, retards Sami Zayn's uh, growth and progression here as his own thing. So I'm concerned the, about. That. I feel like the opposite. I feel like it undercuts Kevin Owens. Being oh, really? Good because right now the focus is more on Sami, and he's kind of just right. kind of like his his muscle almost. Well, that's what I mean. If Sami's going like this, then you attach Kevin, it kind of holds him down a little bit. But you're seeing Kevin going like this, and if you attach to Sami, that's what's going down. Kinda. Okay. Is that if, works if both you ways. feel like Sami needs to have Kevin, then you can't do anything new with Kevin right now. Right. That's, that's kind of how I look at it. Okay. I can see that. Well, speaking of two people coming together, Nikki and Alexa backstage having a nice conversation here. Alexa brings her a present, which is a scroll with a chance to Weird. meet up, to team up with Alexa like, for imagine the someone, team fight. Imagine someone handing you a scroll. Yeah. Well, okay. it depends, depends on how... It, is it authentic scroll? <laughs> like with calligraphy on it and everything? But, like, imagine if you walked to your desk and I had, like, a, a scroll waiting for you to say, John Rogan, Is Rogel, it an invitation to Raw? Because then I would have taken it. I would have seen I would have taken it if it was in calligraphy. <laughs> anyway, they challenged for the I'll have you all know I invited John Rogan <laughs> last time they were in town. He did. And he couldn't go. No, I could I got sick. I got the stupid fucking sick... I'm sorry, don't mean to cuss, but I got stupid sickness that weekend. I remember. I was out... For the count. I was down for the count. Anyway, all right, so they fight the Iconics. Uh, they're going to fight for the Iconics uh, with the title later on. Paul Heyman comes out, does his promo. I love the ECW chance. Man's never going to not be ECW. Grace, oh, and one last thing. My people, LA people, I love you. You know why? Because you did the what chance all through Lacey's promo. Thank you very much for doing that. That's how you express displeasure. I love it. Uh, but ECW doing these, uh, I love these chances. Well, Heyman comes out, so says he doesn't want to be the guest referee because only hit by Rollins. But then he says he <laughs> but does. But he still talks shit. He talks shit about Rollins. But then he says at any point Lesnar is going to show up. Could it be tonight? Could it be tomorrow night? Could it be at Super uh, at the uh, Stomping Grounds? We'll see. Here's the thing, you know, when Heyman, sorry, when yeah. Brock was Universal Champion and Heyman would come out and cut promos, it didn't have as much weight to it because you knew that Heyman was just there to kind of. Because Lesnar couldn't be Because Lesnar couldn't be there. Right. This is almost different because it, even though it's the exact same reason, um, I think that it holds much more weight yeah. because of the Jaws effect of like a, there's a shark in the waters and you don't know when it's going to attack. Right. I'm just here to let you know that these are waters that there's a shark in and a shark is going to attack. Like, I love that. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that to me, it, it, it really sells the money in the bank more. Um, it keeps it as, it keeps it as important. It's much more important than someone just carrying around the briefcase right. for merchandising purposes, right. you know, for visibility's sake. Um, I think it's, 
way cooler to have Heyman coming out and being like, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Um, you know, I thought that just the – it feels much more of like a, a villain where yeah. it's like a ominous like, just wait. Yeah. This is your foreshadowing. And I love it. I think to me this promo was money. This whole, yeah. this whole thing has been great. Yeah, yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. He even slides in a diss on LeBron. Uh, you know, like everybody. There was last too night. many disses on LeBron yeah, last night. Really. I'm sorry. As a guy who doesn't follow sports, I was yeah. like, okay, we get it. Yeah, sports jokes. It was a lot. We get it. It was a lot. Even when the Iconics did it, it was like, okay, we get it. I, and I, I thought the Iconics promo was great, but I, I was laughing my ass off. But it was just like, okay, we get it, LeBron. Just, yeah, we get it. We didn't win a championship. Not all of us watch basketball. <laughs> and he actually wins things. Uh, not handed things. Then Eric Young is in the back getting propositioned by Corbin, a possible guest referee. He doesn't say yes. He just says, all right, let me think about it. I wonder who maybe we'll see. Starts walking away. Rollins confronts him. These are old-time friends, and Rollins says to him, like, hey, are you going to do this thing? Blah, blah, blah. And Eric's like, well, I didn't say yes. I just said, think about goes, it. He goes, no, 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 no. I wasn't planning to say yes. Yeah. I was just appeasing the situation. I have no interest in doing it. You and I are friends. You know, and he goes like, oh, man, no worries, man. You know, like, I would never do anything to, like, go against our friendship. And he's like, okay, cool, good. Cool. Thanks, man. Cool, I appreciate man. it. And then he walks away, and he fucking wails on this guy who he just said he was friends with, who literally told him he wanted no smoke. He wanted no beef. He literally was like, hey, man, just talking to the guy. Didn't want a problem. Letting you know. Not interested. And Rollins is like, F your face, bitch. And just slams on him. And I couldn't believe it. It was so frustrating to me. I, I, I liked Every other Rollins segment throughout the night. Yeah. Beating up bad guys. Great. He's the top good yeah, guy. Yeah, he's supposed to. And I get that. Oh, gray area. But Eric Young <laughs> has done nothing for the audience to hate him. He has barely even been used on TV True. since being called up. They had Sandy in like maybe three or four matches. Uh, not used. Yeah. And even the one time he was used in a singles match since the Superstar Shake-Up, it wasn't like in a heel manner. Nope. It was just normal EY. You know? And I... I, 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 I and, Maybe because I think the guy's a nice guy, but I, when I was watching, this, I go like, we literally, as an audience, as a viewer, ha- have really not been introduced to Eric yeah, Young, yeah, yeah. which we just know he used to be insanity, um, and now we feel bad because he's not insanity and he's just alone by himself wandering the halls backstage, and he sees his old friend Seth Rollins. He's just trying to get by. He's just trying to, like, not get wailed on with a chair. And I just didn't understand how this was supposed to make us cheer for Seth Rollins. Like, the other someone was like, yeah, Seth Rollins, take no shit for everyone. Beat him up with a chair. You're 2019 LaParka. Got it. Great. And, <laughs> and then when he did that, I was just like, oh, all the goodwill has been thrown down the drain. Wow. And that, maybe that's just me. But when I was watching it, I was just thinking, like, what? What? Why? Why? He just said he was your friend. He literally just said... I don't want to do this. Mm. Go attack Kao and Sammy or something. Yeah. Well, this is a Princess Bride moment. You're getting a little emotional. Maybe I should stop. Maybe I should stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I hear what you're saying. If Eric didn't do anything, he totally said we're just friends. He said, I didn't agree to it. I'm just trying to get out of this situation. The guy started talking to me. And, like, what was, uh, and what's what, Eric? Yeah. What was Eric Young supposed to do in that I situation? I guess say no and then try to beat Corbin up. Was he supposed to be like, <laughs> yo, screw you, Barry Corbin. I'm Team Rollins, Beast Slayer for life. <laughs> and then walk over and be like, 
a snitch status and be like, oh, Baron Corbin. Because then everyone would be like, oh, this guy's a snitch. What the hell? You know? So it was like, screwed if he does, screwed if he doesn't, no, man. Yeah. He was screwed either way, that's for sure. Poor Eric Young. And <laughs> kind of like his entire push in the main roster and right now. poor former TNA talent last night. Yeah. Because, man, EC3 and Eric Young just got wasted with yep. chairs. Yeah, such a shame. Uh, the Usos do their promo, welcome people to the pen- penitentiary. Then they go out and fight Gallows and Anderson, and they get that victory, as you were mentioning earlier. Not sure what you take from this other than that keeps pushing the Usos where they're going. And you wonder what the Gallows and Anderson thing. Maybe they are setting up the breakup. We'll see as the weeks go along. I hope that's where it's going. Yeah. It yeah. was a good match, too. Yeah, it was a good match. Absolutely. Can't argue that. Yeah. Uh, it just I don't know what it did for either team other than set up possible breakup. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns comes out, does a nice promo, calls out Shane, uh, says, why don't you come on down? We'll have a one-on-one matchup. Shane comes out in the Titantron, has Mike Romo, or Mike Romo rather, introduce him again uh, uh, in a positive way. Then he says what he has to say. Then McIntyre comes on, starts talking about all the mess he's going to do. Reigns had enough. Reigns just starts walking towards the back. He absolutely demolishes the revival, then walks in that uh, back room, takes McIntyre, puts him through a table, destroys Shane in there, and then chases Shane to the ring and Kills Shane basically with both of his finishing moves, and then just yeah, that cool moment where like Shane ran one way over the oh yeah, bands, and Shane impressively jumped to the top of the of the barricade and to jump over it like he jumped up onto it yeah. and then jumped off of it. But Roman had gone the other way, and I luckily had that angle from the hard cam <laughs> side where Roman went the other way and then. Dove over the barricade yeah, to do a Superman totally. clothesline thing. Uh, really cool. Yep. I, I liked all of it. And like I said earlier, you know, uh, as someone who had been there in that room for that one time, yep. I, while watching, I was thinking, is that that room? And then once he was like, threw down the mic like to go that way, I was like, oh, awesome. That's why they did it there. Great idea. That's yep. cool. And so I thought that was really well done. Um, you know, I've given crap to these Shane Rowan Reigns thing but yep. I really did enjoy all of this me too and I love that Reigns had that last line now crawl to the back and tell McIntyre I'm gonna kick his ass on yeah the great ending yeah great ending out of nowhere Reigns is getting over as well with the fans dude these kids next so to me great. they were like a bunch of little kids around me obviously and they were like out of their seats doing they're like Ugh! like with them like the kid the kids Love Roman yeah, Reigns. Yeah, see, I'm sorry. I know about. the internet older crowd maybe likes crap on him, but the kids love Roman Reigns. I think it's I think it's time to be done with that. Me too. I it's get, so I, passe. It's like, yeah, I get why people were mad about it at the beginning. I get it. He's being shoved down the throat like Rocky Maivia. I get it. Right? Okay. You turn on him, but look how many years he's still doing it. He's come back from leukemia. He's endured all your booze, and he delivers good matches now, and he's in that place where he's kind of becoming a veteran of this industry, a face of the industry to me, and it's a, WWE. To me, it's akin to when people still boo John Cena and you go like, okay, we get it. Like, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But John Cena is one of the greatest of all time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He is. I, you know. You don't think John Cena is one of the greatest of all time in I WWE? I can't say the greatest of all time. I can't. Why? One of the greatest. I can't. Why? I just He's can't. made more money that's than anyone else in wrestling for well, WWE. Yeah, sure. You can make points for it. I, I, He's I don't. one of the most popular wrestlers of all time. Yep. That's fair. I'll accept that. All right. Which would make him one of the greatest of all time. <laughs> We're not going to get into that's a two-hour discussion at least. Um, all right, Bailey uh, comes out, does her promo. Uh, to, I mean, does, she's interviewed the backstage rather about these pictures and all this kind of stuff, and 
she just kind of thinks it's ridiculous. And then Natty and Naomi get a little interaction there. And then I they, laughed that whole segment. I, I know the whole thing with that moment when yeah. they were like, did she really, did she really do that? Did she, she not the picture? picture? <laughs> that, <laughs> was good, that was a good cut on that one. <laughs> uh, and then the Iconics come out to set up their match here, uh, talking their mess. and More uh, LeBron talk. Taking a shot at LeBron. But right? I did laugh at their, their I promo. Thought, I felt the fans were bored, though. They were a little bored with the Iconics. I didn't feel that, like, fervor or boo. I, actually or the, I was actually the opposite. They really? Got, maybe you couldn't hear it, too. They got a yeah, huge pop when they're music hit okay the big they, they were getting big cheers okay good good all right so they come out and then uh, nikki, nikki comes out to her own music maybe they heard us alexa comes out to her own music then they come down to the ring bailey comes out and sits down on the chair to watch them on the ramp uh nikki takes a, br- a pretty much most of the of the fighting there alexa does get some stuff in but then right when the match is in doubt or in uh, question Bailey and Alexa have a thing which causes Alexa to be distracted, and then Nikki gets randomly pinned by Billy Kay, which was lame as hell. But they retain their championships, and you push the idea. Oh, get out of here! You've been complaining about how they haven't <laughs> had significant wins. They get a significant win, and you're like, "Oh, that was ridiculous." It was lame. Nikki was kicking the shit out of both of them, and then some random surprise pin is going to get her pinned. Come on, it was ridiculous pin. But I it's get because Bailey distracted her. Dis- distracted Alexa. Yeah, it's but then Nikki. the whole situation... Right. Well, that's what kept Alexa from breaking the pin yeah. up. So I get that, but it was still ridiculous. But either way, it sets up the Bailey-Alexa uh, situation for the Sunday, but also Bailey and Nikki now, because when you go back to the back, Nikki says to Alexa, like, she interfered, she crushed my dreams, I was trying to be a champion, now I'm in your corner against Bailey. My my guess here, and this isn't with inside info, but to okay. me, just putting all the pieces together, this is this is the timeline I foresee. Okay, especially because after the match, uh, Billy and Peyton, yeah, were holding the title and ba- their titles in, in Bailey's face, yeah, reminding her that they don't, she doesn't have these titles, right? Uh, and they've been remember they were also. Bragging about how they're the longest reigning women's tag team titles, t- t- tag team title holders. I think. Wait, I'm gonna walk off the set, goddamn it. No, what I, what I, th- I think you're gonna like this. I think what's gonna happen is, I think you're actually gonna love the outcome of this. The timeline I foresee is on Sunday, Alexa regains the women's title with Nikki's help. With Nikki's help, because Nikki's mad, thinking that Bailey's been doing this stuff, this you mm-hmm. know, kind of throwing shade her way, and then messing up the match on Monday. So Alexa regains the title, but she's raw. So now that's another title that can go back and forth, right? Um, and then Sasha Banks comes back, and the Sasha Banks and Bailey regain the women's tag team titles. So what was the point of taking the titles off? Well, I just think that they're the the you know, I think that they're what's the word acquiescing to yeah. to what what Sasha and Bailey wanted. I want Vince to walk out and go, I was wrong. I absolutely messed this up. No, I don't think that's the case because Bailey's run with the title has been awesome. So you wouldn't have ever gotten that. True. I guess. I'm more of a Sasha Mark, so there you go. But I do think Alexa's getting the title back on Sunday. Okay. I think that she's regaining the title, and that way okay. Bailey can go back to tag teaming I like and this with, idea. With, with Sasha Banks, and they can regain the title. I like this idea. Maybe like it's SummerSlam. But here's the deal. WWE moved on just fine without Sasha in there. Well, absolutely. But so that's what happens. The family like, still but, wants her. The yeah. family still likes her. Yeah, I think, I, and, I love I, and I think that... Uh, I think that also something that made me think that was uh, the Iconics pointing out the lack of teams in the division. Right. They were saying that. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Let's move on to this uh, Firefly Funhouse. This is we're not, not going to forget this time. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one's worth talking about because this one so good <coughs> and pretty much. I'm sorry. I'm still getting over stuff. Pretty much 
solidifies that we are very close to seeing this character on uh, in a match. Sometime. I almost thought he was going to make an appearance yeah. last night. Yeah, because this is the longest we've seen him in a, in one of these Firefly Funhouses. And the fact that it was a very clear division between what we saw before and what we saw after. It feels like it's... And then they're all saying let him in, including him. Yes, yeah. whatever version this is. Yes, yes. yes. Um, I also feel like we, we got... Uh, a taste of what his new theme music is. Yeah, yeah. It true. seems like he's getting new theme music to get away from the whole Wyatt family cult thing. Uh, and it was awesome. Yeah. I really liked the song. Liked it too. sounded cool, the way they kind of played with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to miss the old song because I do think that is one of the coolest songs that oh. WWE's had in a long time. The, the doom, doom, doom. Okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, it was just so different for the time. Um, and it was just like a cool like '90s Nirvana vibe or whatever, and I mean not not a screamy or whatever, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it had that cool alternative vibe. Um, but this one definitely had a more metal vibe. It seemed. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was very cool. I thought that um, you know the like going back and forth and the. It's funny. It had the. Uh, old school radio mm, yeah. thing and I was laughing in my head going like that's such a dated thing that nobody has to do that on a radio anymore I was almost wondering if the young crowd even would have understood what that was because that's not a thing you have to do anymore right. like find the station in between oh, I used to hate doing that yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah I thought it was really cool really well done I also think as much as I've enjoyed all these vignettes uh, and I would like them to continue, it does feel like yeah, it's time. We've, we've hit the end of them, yeah, it yeah. seems like, based on the way that all played out. I think that he's going to walk through the door soon. Right, right. I wonder who, who he's going to fight. I wonder. This is very, yeah. Will it be Rollins for the title if Rollins defeats? Who do you think it should be? It's a good question. What show is he technically on? That's a good question, too. Because both these fun houses appeared on both shows, uh, or at least talked about on SmackDown, if not. Fully appeared, so he could. Watch. I think he was technically SmackDown, he? right? Okay. Wasn't that where he was last? Maybe or was he Raw? I don't know. Is he going to walk through the door of uh, Alistair Black's? Hold on, I'll tell you. What. Well, who okay. who would you like to see uh, him? Uh, who, top three, or I think I think Rollins is a possibility because that would be incredible to put him in a title thing immediately, and I think it would test Rollins to the nth degree. And you have McIntyre and Reigns already uh, occupied, so. Reigns could have been a possibility as well, but I think Reigns is start, starting to push him. The Rollins thing would be a great challenge, and I think that would be fun to watch. And maybe even leading to Lesnar cashing in that after a match with uh, the Demon. So, uh, or the Beast, or whatever he's going to be called. The Fiend. The Fiend, sorry, the Fiend. Um, so maybe he doesn't win, but he absolutely destroys Rollins to the point where Lesnar slides in and takes that title. So we'll see. I, I uh, First of all, he's listed on the Raw roster. Okay. So he is listed on the Raw roster yeah. right now, but that could obviously change. Sure, and obviously sure. there's a wild card rule, so it doesn't really matter. Um, I strongly believe that he needs to get a strong push when he comes back. The yep. thing that really derailed... Bray Wyatt, because Bray Wyatt was, was a strong character. Yeah. Bray Wyatt was an ex- incredibly strong character without this whole new reboot thing until they gave up on wins and losses mattering for him. Yeah. And he wasn't Teflon like The Miz. He wasn't Teflon like some of the others. And him talking this big game like a cult leader and stuff and then never able, never being able to follow through on anything he said ever because he always lost when it mattered except for like maybe once or twice uh probably more than that but you know what i mean like for the most part yeah uh, i think that really messed with him all the losses and so i think that he really needs to step it up this time and and i think that big 
wins will matter for him. So I also would love to see him in a title match of some sort. Yeah, yeah I think this was next. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's move on because we're running out of time here. Oh, sorry, I just saw time Rollins, and, no, Rollins and Brian uh, have their match here set up. Uh, it looks like it's going to go... Uh, fine, and then Rowan interferes, gets uh, Brian disqualified. So fast, like a few seconds, a few minutes, yeah. like two minutes in. It really was, and then all these wrestlers come down. New Day tries to save them. Then all these other, then the revival comes down. The Usos come out. It's all a big Donnie Brook, as they used to say. Then the referee throws them all to the back, says the match is going to continue, and Rollins and Brian have a hell of a match that is a little too short, but you want, but it maybe gives you a taste of what may be down the road in the future. But great match. Rollins ended up winning, beating him for the first time ever, apparently, in the WWE. And as he's walking back up the ramp, finally the payoff happens. Corbin hits him in the back with the steel chair. So, uh, Solid match. I think that, you know, everyone running out, the reason it didn't, get the crowd excited like I think they mm. thought it would because I don't think it really it kind of was dead when they okay. all ran out I think it's the crowd really wanted to see Daniel Bryan versus yeah. Seth Rollins yep. I don't think you needed that none of that was necessary I don't know what it built towards I don't know what the point of it was yeah. especially when you know we had to go home for a pay-per-view it didn't really like sell any match on Sunday right. it was really unnecessary and it seemed like the match wasn't going to happen like I said right. a lot of people in the crowd I think besides just me thought that Lacey Evans versus uh, Becky. Becky was going to main event so when this happened it was like oh it's going to be over damn it like we wanted to see this match right. we we're really looking forward to this so I think that's why um um, it killed the crowd a little bit. And then also when they announced it was going to restart, another one of those breaks happened yeah. to the live crowd. So they said it's going to restart, and then they just stood there waiting for it to come back from commercial, and then they wrestled. So yeah. that was a little weird, too. Yeah. Um, and it kind of brought the crowd down who was already excited for the match. Uh, but overall, great match. I, I did enjoy yeah. it once they finally came back and got to have an actual match. You know, it wasn't like some six-star classic or anything yeah. like that, but it was good for what it was. Fun to watch these two guys go against each other. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then seeing Corbin take the be- you know get the best of Rollins here at the end and deliver his finisher. Who do you think is going to be this the guest referee? Uh, um, I don't know, Eric Young. Hmm. No, who do you think? Becky Lynch. Oh, what? You think she would agree to guest referee for Corbin? Just to guest referee? No. No way, Corbin asks. They keep showing Rollins her girlfriend because. The only person Seth can't attack with a chair is Becky. Is Becky Lynch. Right, but then Corbin is asking his opponent's girlfriend. But is she going to cheat? Which is canon now to... Uh, to but inter- she has to follow the rules of an official. Well, yeah, true, but Corbin wants someone who'll cheat for him. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just, all right, all right. I don't know. I don't know how they get to it, but I was just thinking, like, who can, who can Seth not attack? That's what they're trying to get over. Seth is going to attack. Yeah. Anybody who's the referee. Well, who doesn't have a match? That's what you got to look at. I was thinking that yeah. for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. Or even maybe Lacey. That's the, it's one of the two. Mm. In my mind, it's either Ooh, Lacey that'd be or then Becky Seth. would come out. Oh, sorry, sorry, Lacey or Becky. Yeah, that would, if it's Lacey. Because then Lacey, because she helps. Yeah. She does something to cheat. Then Becky has to run right. out. Right. The main event gets, and then they do a mixed tag down the line. Seth and Becky versus Lacey and Becky. I think I can accept that. I think that's certainly possible. It's one of those two. I, yeah. That does make more sense. Okay, yeah. I'm changing it. Yeah. I think Lacey's going to okay. be special guest Fair enough. She I loses see. on Sunday. Okay. Right? She's wrestling Becky. She yeah. loses on Sunday. And then Corbin makes her the guest referee to piss off Be- Becky and Seth. Yeah. And then something happens. Okay. I say Eric Young because he's like unfairly done. Okay. And he's like, we were friends. 
I was going to say no, but now, now I'm going to do it. Look, it, I want revenge for Eli as much as the next guy, but I don't know if I see him being given yeah. that big of an opportunity. It'd be interesting. All right, well, there's our Raw recap. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening to us on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. Brian, you want to tell them where they can read and listen to everything? ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website at Wrestling Sheet on, on social media. YouTube.com slash she slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find the videos that we put up. Uh, all throughout the week at the Raw and SmackDown recaps that I do here with Roka. You also get Wrestling Sheet Radio and any other content that I put on the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe while you're there. Comment, share, like the videos, all that kind of stuff. It helps out a lot. Helps keeps these bright lights on over there. So please make sure you do that. And also, if you just want to listen to the audio of this, go check out our our uh, podcast feed. You just search Wrestling Sheet Radio on all the major podcast platforms. Yep. Uh, you can find, like I said, the Ron SmackDown recaps and Wrestling Sheet Radio there every week. And it looks like because we're on Podcast One, they uploaded Stone Cold's newest episode oh. to the feed. Now that he's back, he's had a little bit of a layoff. So he's back in action. He, nice. he interviewed Tony Khan. I saw that's on our feed. So make sure you go check that as well. I listened to it my way in. It's a really good interview. From the Broken Skull Ranch? Is no, 316 Gimmick Street. Oh, nice. I like 315 it. 315 Gimmick Street. Here's the last possibility. What about Lesnar as special guest referee? Not a bad idea. It's certainly possible. Not a bad idea. Uh, we'll see. All right. Well, thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you tomorrow for a SmackDown Live recap on the Pro Wrestling Sheet where we talk about SmackDown and give you our predictions quickly for, uh, for uh, Stomping Grounds. All right. Take care. Talk to you soon. ProWrestlingSheet.com. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.